0: Good morning, Sunday morning.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Wrong Think Radio. I'm your host, Aaron, broadcasting from just outside the nation's capital in beautiful Northern Virginia.
2: And I'm Alan, coming to you from the lovely and sunny Greater Seattle
1: metropolitan area. And this is Wrong Think Radio, so to our live show that we're going to be putting on every single week to bring you guys our facts and analysis of what's going on in the world, what's happening around you, how to make sense of the news, how to filter through all the propaganda. And my God, going into a midterm season, it is the worst. It is absolutely the worst. I hate nothing more than election seasons because there's nothing but polls. There's nothing but uh, everybody trying to prognosticate what's happening. It is just miserable. But It's okay because we're here. We're here to talk to you guys, take your chat live and kind of go from there. So how's your weekend been so far? Obviously, we're starting a little bit late. It's all my fault because uh, I was actually out at Gettysburg. So I
2: I I've had a wonderful weekend. I actually went up and went hiking up in the mountains. It's probably one of the last weekends out here that's beautiful and sunny fall weather until it becomes dreary and rainy winter weather.
1: Yeah, we're heading into the winter, but it's not going to be a particularly cold winter like in Germany where they're going to freeze to death for democracy. At least that's what I'm told. (laughs) So um, kind of starting it off, you know, talking about midterms, there's been a lot of weird stuff. I mean, there's... Obviously, everybody's got different races going on. You know, the House of Representatives, you have, you know, senators, uh, you know, half the Senate is going up. People are wondering about, um, you're hearing a lot of stuff that says, you know, Republicans are going to absolutely take the House of Representatives. It's basically a done deal. Obviously, that's not true unless you yourself go out and vote. So don't take that as saying like, oh, it's absolutely going to happen. It's going to be fine. The deranged liberals are... Going to be defeated in the House of Representatives. Well, if you don't go out and vote, that may not be as sure. Uh, so one thing I will say is make sure that you are going to get out there. Now, do not misunderstand what I'm saying here. I'm not saying that Republicans are going to be the end-all be-all and you know save the day for everything, uh, but they're going to be at least better than what's going on with the Democrats. And at the same time, there's enough pressure and change with a lot of these candidates that we're seeing come across the pike here, uh, that it is a far more positive change than I would say we've had uh, in quite a while. And so, mm. you know, and that's a lot of it. You know, there there, there were absolutely uh, candidates that were given absolutely no faith whatsoever from even the establishment Republican Party. You know, when I think of a few off the top of my head, Carrie Lake, who is surging forward in Arizona to take over the governor's seat there has been so fantastic, so well-mannered that her own opponent refuses to do a debate, will not debate her, uh, is terrified of even being in the same building and on the same stage as her. You have Blake Masters uh, also running in uh, is it Arizona or Nevada. I feel bad for forgetting it but you have um you have Blake Masters running who absolutely it's Arizona cuz he's going against Mark Kelly who uh, um course. absolutely mopped the floor in a debate with Mark Kelly um similarly you had JD Vance who had a great debate showing and looked looked like somebody who actually was connecting with people and and I I can't stress this enough that As much as these, there there are a lot of, there's a lot of concern, I think, from the establishment Republican Party about the direction that the party is going in. And by that, I mean the people, the voters, and the kinds of candidates that are appealing to those voters. And those candidates are not the old guard. They're not your Wall Street Republicans. They're your Main Street Republicans. And to get away from uh political science terminology they're the maga people they're the america first people and that terrifies the establishment not because these people are going to be bad it's because these people are not going to um give power to that establishment ah. they're worried about the shakeup that is going to happen to them they're worried about sure. losing Their power base, you know, people like, and and this goes to people like Mitch McConnell. You know, is he is he going to be the head of the party um when he hasn't really seemed to be grabbing a hold of the message that is so popular? And the answer is probably not. And that's why you're seeing a lot of this pushback from the estate. Well, early on now that's probably going to change early on there was a lot of pushback against people like blake masters and jd vance and and the reason why i'm highlighting them is because they had such a good showing this past week in their debates sure. it's just to the point where one of the best ones that i saw was jd vance against tim ryan in ohio and tim ryan it, Tim Ryan was, you know, represents the Youngstown area in Ohio. And J.D. Vance talked about his military background. He talked about a a lot of different stuff. He wasn't one of the guys that like stands on it, like it's a big deal. But then Tim Ryan retorts back saying, how dare you make fun of my service or question my service to my community? When I was a kid, I was required. Let's key word there. I was required to put on my football jersey and go down and volunteer at a senior center. Okay. And it's like weird, weird flex, you know, weird, weird flex against somebody who served in the military, but okay. And instead of being, you know, a dick about it, JD Vance's response was, I admire, it's not the service, I admire the service, it's the results or something of that nature. I'm sorry, I don't have it right in front of me. So he's like, I admire the service, but it's the, it's the lack of follow through in Youngstown that I'm talking about. So it's like, oh yeah, no, you gave a lot of service. You've been in Congress for a while. You did that thing at a senior center, I guess, but you, uh, the results have been terrible. So it's not that you haven't given service. It's that your service hasn't equated to anything worthwhile, and I just really liked that. And then, obviously, you know, um, lots of other candidates. But that's kind of my focal point here: is because we're seeing surging candidates that that have that like America First message, and the only thing the Democrats have to run on right now is Donald Trump is super scary. I don't think it's landing. I I think that a lot of Americans are going, I don't care how scary Donald Trump is. I don't care how, what he tweeted in the past, Donald Trump's not running and I can't afford life right now. Right. And that kind of goes into part of our weird thing that I'm going to talk about, um, when it comes to, uh. a a weird thing that I want to talk about when it comes to heading into, uh, some of these, some of these debates, Deb, it looks like you're trying to call in. Are you actually trying to call in or did you accidentally hit the wrong button? We haven't really been taking calls on the show, but kind of figured since I just got a notification, maybe we'll try it out and see how it goes. Um, but one thing that we have to focus on is John Fetterman and Dr. Oz. Now I'm not necessarily a huge fan of Dr. Oz, but it really kind of doesn't matter. Um, I don't dive into a lot of the state level stuff because I mean, I'd like to, to highlight certain things, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if I like Dr. Oz, it matters if the people of Pennsylvania like Dr. Oz, that's who they're voting for. I like the idea of taking control of the Senate, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to support garbage candidates to do so. Um, The point I'm making here is there's also John Fetterman, the Democrat who's running, who had a stroke. And after he had a stroke, it's basically been entirely covered up by the media. This, This candidate has a stroke and has had problems communicating has had problems knowing what people are saying to him and the way that the democrat party has handled it the way that the liberal media has handled it is ignore it and attack anybody who points it out so much so that he did an interview with abc news and the interviewer or or the, the campaign for John Fetterman requested that there be a transcription, a live transcription of the interview and would have John Fetterman sitting there watching the transcription so he could read it and then he could respond back with which he still had a lot of problems responding back because there's obviously some cognitive issues as a result from of his stroke and oh, okay. The journalist involved said, yes, the campaign did request this, which is something that you should tell an audience. Yes, the campaign did request this. The the campaign requested this. I went forward with it because when I met with him in the green room before this interview, he didn't seem to understand what I was saying to him. And this journalist got absolutely attacked for telling the truth. There's really no other way to interpret that. She told the truth. She said that this candidate who is running for the United States Senate, who is going to be one of 100 votes for passing laws in the United States of America could not understand what I was saying to him, did not have the cognitive ability of understanding what was being said to him and the reaction from the Democrat party and the liberal left is attack her for telling anyone that well I mean based on what I've seen from the Biden presidency that sounds
2: pretty much within character
1: (laughs) because Biden also seems to have
2: issues right he certainly does I mean I don't know many other presidents that have pooped their pants in front of the Pope but that doesn't seem like it doesn't seem very presidential, if you ask me.
1: So, what can you? What do you infer from situations like that, Alan?
2: Uh, what I infer is that this is a tacit admission that these de- that these candidates that the Democratic Democratic Party is putting in front of their voters aren't actually in charge of making any sort of real decisions. That whether it's Biden, whether it's John Fetterman, or probably even the likes of people like AOC. All of these candidates are simply a face for some power behind the throne that is actually setting policy and making and, and doing the work of the Democratic Party. And it's not the people that you're voting for. These people are not decision makers. They're simply the front face of some group that they don't want you to see.
1: So so you're, you're saying that the, the cognitive impairment of John Fetterman and the, the cognitive impairment of Joe Biden And the fact that the democrats ignore that so much is the surest sign that they're basically being a shadow government a deep state that is the surest sign that that conspiracy is true yeah exactly yeah i mean well and because it should matter it should even it should matter the most to the democrat party because wouldn't they want someone Who is capable of basically being a powerhouse legislatively, oratorily, all of these things. But the fact that they're not, kind of like they're not worried about it. That seems to be the the most noticeable part is why aren't Democrats worried about John Fetterman's inability to even have a conversation or Joe Biden's inability to not just say random crazy shit all the time? Exactly.
2: Which is, and, it, and the, I think in the Fetterman case, and potentially Biden as well, it's sort of a sunk cost fallacy to them. If we change horses midstream, say in the midterm for the midterm elections here, that will cost us the election more than just trying to shut down anyone drawing attention to our candidates' obvious mental disability. And I think a lot of the democrat party itself probably just looks and says well i mean he's not actually doing any work as a senator anyways so it's better to win the race have him in and have him become elected because that doesn't it's not going to change how the party you know the party runs it's not going to change the policies we push but admitting the admitting the problem and trying to change candidates i think in that in the case of this fetterman character it seems like they are running the risk of potentially losing the election with a brand new candidate and to them that's not really an issue that the guy's mentally impaired like Biden is an excellent another excellent example it clearly isn't a problem for the Democrat party of how conscious how he where what uh, what's going on in Biden's head that clearly doesn't really matter to how the country is run and what matters more is ensuring that their guy is in the is in the chair and wearing the suit because then his handlers will be able to rubber stamp whatever the party wants
1: well and you know talking about talking about Biden and where his head's at we had the absolute joy of finding out which by the way apparently this is not a big deal um, but finding out that uh, Joe Biden was attempting to influence the midterm elections by getting the Saudis to delay cutting oil production so gas prices would go lower. Right. Right. And I thought that this was absolutely incredible. The – well. Of course, sorry, real quick. Of course, the Saudis declined, um, flat out stated in a letter that this was politics. And Joe Biden's response was, we're going to make them pay for their decision. Yeah. Which is
2: absolutely insane.
1: Well, Why, Why is any of this necessary? Well, I mean, part of the reason why people aren't going to vote for Democrats in the midterm election is economics. Gas is basically twice as expensive. Uh, Any amount of money that you get this, if you get a raise this year, if it is less than, if it's less than 10%, you don't get a raise this year. If it is 10%, it's basically nothing. You have to get, you have to make 13% more money this year for it to be even be comparable to anything yeah. for you to even feel a slight bump. And that's before any of the uh, tax increases that Joe Biden's going to inflict on all Americans to pay for his dumbass uh, uh, inflation reduction act. Right. Additionally, if you're a
2: company selling any sort of product, you now have to raise your costs by that much in order to
1: stay competitive. Yeah. In order to keep your profit margins where they should be. And so I know that I know that this is something that pisses you off regularly. Yes. So many times heading into 2020 or just during the Trump presidency, all we ever heard were people say, Donald Trump is just such an embarrassment on the world stage. I want the adults to be back in charge.
2: Yes. This is one of the things that recently, especially with, especially with all the shenanigans the united states is pulling in ukraine which it is basically there is no way you can argue that the war in ukraine is not being exacerbated by the united states that hostilities are continuing solely because of u.s support all for reasons of absolute cynical self-interest by the united states this the support for the war in ukraine is preventing a peaceful resolution to the war in ukraine And it is all being done for the cynical self-interest of the United States, whether that is to kill as many Russian soldiers as as can possibly be killed, or to snag a whole region of Eastern Europe into our economic control via NATO. Regardless of what it is, there is no reason the United States should be invested this heavily in Ukraine, except for cynical self-interested reasons. Additionally, like this, picking a fight with the Saudi Arabia instead of just opening up our own oil production. Recently, the the Biden administration also began criticizing Pakistan, th- and basically threatening Pakistan as a which is a nuclear armed nation and picking in fights with China. All of the, I mean, I'm sure we've t- covered on the show all the issues surrounding Taiwan that have crept up recently. The gaffes by Biden saying we absolutely will attack China if they invade Taiwan which is has which is part of the US China relations is not publicly admitting that and additionally the United States Biden administration just signed an order that eventually, essentially essentially ter- uh well, what you say it sanctions China for its support of Russia by crippling the Chinese semiconductor industry and cutting it off from all US persons so any US citizen that was working for a chinese company involving any of these semiconductor technologies now cannot work with those companies which cripples these companies all of this is not is being done not for real reasons but for ridiculous reasons that have absolutely no long-term benefit to the average u.s citizen it's like why are we picking fights with russia instead of befriending russia to play them off against china and I would have been told, I was told time and time again by a bunch of people that hated Trump, that the biggest thing they hated was he's going to embarrass America on the world stage. I hate how he's just destroying America on the world stage. He's such an embarrassment. Well, it's so much more embarrassing when the United States government is cynically exacerbating hostilities in a foreign country for for its own self-interest when the united when the CIA is working with a foreign country to sabotage the oil pipelines of our allies when we're sending military technology to a third world despot who cancels freedom of speech freedom of the press who has hit squads killing his own citizens on suspicion of being defectors I'm talking Zelensky here of all people those things are so much more shameful than any mean tweet by Donald Trump and I am consistently annoyed to my very core because I know that's true and you know that's true and all of us know that this is true and those people basically were lying to me then and they're lying to me now
1: so it it should be pointed out <clears throat> you brought up the whole semiconductors thing and and, and chips and things like that yeah China, Ever like I've seen I've seen the normal libs the the uh, propaganda people out there trying to claim see how much more tough Joe Biden is on China than Trump. Well, first of all, okay, fine. Weird that he did anything against China because I remember Democrats clutching their pearls and pissing their panties when Trump wanted to ban TikTok because it was completely ingrained with the Ministry of State Security in China and collecting data on every U.S. citizen uh, that had an account. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, it's okay to be to push back against China. So le- let me remind people of that. Let me remind people that it was racist to be concerned about China. Remember, the entire NBA got upset about it. There was a lot of stuff that went on when we were tough against China, but it's cool now. It's cool now because, because Biden's doing it, I guess. But at the same time, I don't think this has any effect on China. I can tell you one thing economically where China is extremely smart, and it is that they are not dependent on the United States. It is the other way around. At the same time, interesting that they chose microchip manufacturing as a focal point because Remember when Nancy Pelosi made this big deal, and for some reason, she just almost escalated a war because she wanted to go fly to Taiwan? Well, that was to tout the CHIPS Act. Right. And we should also point out that, you know, she has a considerable amount of stock in microchip mm-hmm. manufacturing out of Taiwan. So, who does benefit from this? Well, I would venture to guess that Nancy Pelosi is going to make a lot of money off of these sanctions. Certainly. Now, one of the th- one of the things that maybe I would
2: point to that says this might not might actually be an issue for China is There's a number of Chinese fabs that were working on developing these chips where work has stopped and companies like ASML, which is a major microchip, worldwide microchip manufacturer, have had a massive decrease in their stock price Mm -hmm. uh, because all of all of their work in China has suddenly had to grind to a halt. I think that this is is detrimental to China, but not in a way that's necessarily helpful to the United States, because. Essentially, it is cutting the China off from all United States access to United States intellectual property as it currently stands, which might actually be a good thing in certain ways, but it also can be viewed as this is going to exacerbate tensions with China and force them to react in a negative way. It also is a chip that we can no longer play after this point. We've essentially burned this capability instead of burning this capability for a good reason at an opportune time it has been done for a childish reason at a silly time and that's why what i criticize about it instead yeah, of man. being able to hold this card over the chinese as a bargaining chip they just burned it for the stupid stupidest of reasons of china didn't vote on the united nations to condemn the russian war in ukraine they abstained from voting um and This is, I believe, part of that is, well, fine, then we're just going to sanction you and try to destroy your semiconductor industry, which incidentally almost makes it more like it makes it makes the prospect of China invading Taiwan to take all of the the modern semiconductor manufacturing facilities and personnel. there all the more attractive to them,
1: right? Yeah.
2: So because at the end of the day, unlike what all of the liberals kept telling me for the Trump years, We do not now have adults back in charge. We have children in charge making stupid childish decisions that will have real world long term lasting negative impacts on the quality of life in the United States and U.S. foreign policy into the next century. These people are screwing up things that are not easily fixed because they are and because they're children at their core, they're
1: they're childish and serving very childish ends. Well, and the the point I'm making on China not really caring about these things is, well, number one, it is a very good point. They can just take Taiwan and suddenly look at that. Um, like, why would China care about that? Like, where's the detriment to, I mean, obviously there's, you know, the military, you know, consideration, but is there a huge detriment to China? We've already spent how much money in arms and material and money itself In Ukraine, are we going to now be fighting in Ukraine and in Taiwan? Remains to be seen. Now, additionally, the other point I would make is the way to harm China is to become more independent in the United States, which is not something that I see lining up with Joe Biden. He's not going to want to start up semiconductor facilities in the United States. That would be all against your green energy nonsense. Right. It's the same thing with Saudi Arabia. Why did you have to go beg Saudi Arabia to cut, uh, to uh, put off cutting uh, oil production? Because we don't do that here anymore because you're beholden to the climate cultists. So do we really think that's like Saudi Arabia, do you really think that they're afraid of the United States becoming an energy competitor? No. Not as long Uh, as Joe Biden's in charge. Yeah, I'd agree with that for sure. And similarly, when it comes to China, I mean, look at it. They had the Uyghur concentration camps that came out and nobody did anything about it. You had uh, protests in Hong Kong and the U.S. from, you know, from the majority standpoint was like, you know, like Hollywood itself is terrified about upsetting the Chinese government. So there's an entire wing of liberalism because you have media, you have Hollywood and all of that, that is horrified over the idea of upsetting the Chinese regime. How far do you think Joe Biden talking tough against China is really going to go? If if this isn't a feint, and by that I mean, if this isn't just a bunch of nonsense and there isn't actually anything tough going on with China, and this is just political BS that equates to nothing, because I'm still very suspicious that Joe Biden did anything that would actually harm the Chinese government. Let's just say it is. How long until the powerhouses that actually run the Democrat Party, 25th Amendment, Joe Biden, the hell out?
2: It all depends. It seems like there, well, that's why I say I think the, because the war in Ukraine, I think that that is the that's the tipping point here is the ukraine lobby more powerful than that china lobby i don't know i could see those people being very protective of joe biden for taking action against the chinese
1: support as they would say quote supporting the russians it's interesting it's interesting that you bring it up because let let's let's follow the money there's obviously a lot of money to be made in exacerbating a war in ukraine uh-huh. Uh, there there was, I, I continually say this, there was a huge deficit to defense contracting and then secondary and tertiary businesses when the pullout happened in Afghanistan. That deficit magically went away when we decided that we were going to get involved in Ukraine. So suddenly, you know, Raytheon, of which the Secretary of Defense used to be a member of their board, uh, they were able to make back the money that they probably lost in the pullout in Afghanistan. Right. But that is a short term amount of money in one way. Meaning there's only so many Ukrainians that you can have killed on the battlefield until Russia just rolls in and takes it over. As opposed, because we're not, we're not in a ground war. Meaning the United States itself, I don't think that there's any reasonable assumption that we're ever going to put our boots on the ground as far as conventional forces are concerned. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm crazy, but I don't just see—I don't see that happening. So I have no idea how much how much longer you can really keep pushing this war. But then, China, on the other hand, as far as money-wise. People were making a lot of good money there, and where's that? where are they going to make that back if China starts sanctioning against the United States? Where are all the manufacturing companies that require Chinese goods, where are they going to get their supply chain if China decides to push back?
2: I don't know. I'd like, that's I, why I say this is an extremely childish and ill-advised
1: maneuver. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean is I think the China lobby, the, the, the group that's going to be mad about China, is going to outnumber the Ukraine lobby by a lot.
2: Okay, that but might be I'm the wrong. case, but they still did this and it's still negative to China. Right. They might be yelling at each other behind closed doors right now and we don't know it, but I, that's why I think this is a was them being stupid and childish and lacking
1: foresight and that's oh yeah yeah sorry i'm the case I, I i'm i'm trying to make the bid for do we think that suddenly joe biden goes away as president because these people got so pissed off at this uh it once again no, it's still because then un- they
2: lose the re then they lose their reelection bid and like we saw with fetterman the most important thing is keeping your empty suit in the chair so you can rubber stamp whatever you want
1: hmm. But at the same, it's hard to play in my head.
2: Yeah, I think it was so, them being stupid and they're pissing off China for no reason. <laughs> they're pissing off their own Chinese lobby for no reason. And like we've talked about constantly, like there is a war within the Democrat Party and this is probably just an yet another facet of it. How much do you think there's the pro-Ukraine lobby? They they might've gotten their their issue through and the pro-China lobby of the Democrat Party is right now, furiously trying to find a way to undo the damage.
1: Yeah. My only, my only two choices are Biden did something that was ill-advised and people are going to be very upset, or this doesn't actually have any real effect on China and it's all bluster. Those are the only two things I can really come, come away with here.
2: Yeah. And either way, it's still, we're not being led by any long-term, well-thought-out strategy at a time when that would be most important were being led by reflexive and reactive policies addressing whatever random thing happened
1: last week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, they literally are all just reading Twitter and (laughs) writing foreign policy off it. I mean, would you be surprised? I would... No. (laughs) Like, in fact, I think we've proven that. Uh, Certainly from the strategic standpoint of how the Democrat Party does politics right now, meaning like how they're running their candidates, the type of things they talk about, they live on Twitter. The Democrat Party literally thinks Twitter is where all information is and is the only resource with which they need to use, Um, which is part of the reason why they're so completely insane, Um, which is actually a good segue into the next story. We're in the midterms. I can't keep like I'm I'm gonna kind of keep highlighting that that we're we're in midterm season. It's it's the you've always you've all heard the term October surprise, and we'll get to that in a second. But October surprise, it happens in October specifically because people are about to go pull a lever. You know, the the first week in November, everybody's gonna go vote. And so you have to try to have some some big surprise. That makes people, uh, makes the holdouts decide to vote for you. And usually the October surprise is something negative against your opponent. Well, instead of an October surprise from the Democrats, there's actually two things. Uh, Alan's brought one up uh, in our show prep. And then there's another one that I also want to bring up. Proposition three in Michigan, where... They want to remove any need for parental posi- uh, permission for gender transition.
2: Yep. So it is Why? would be we the it would be children would be allowed to seek surgical mutilation without the state needing to
1: inform their parents. Why, when you? This is the part that confuses me. You know, it's a hot button issue. You know that anytime you remove, it should be obvious. Let me rephrase that. It should be obvious to the Democrat party that anytime you make parental rights an issue, you are going to lose. When you are on the opposite end of parental rights, you are going to lose. You cannot tell me that there are so many people that are just so, uh, uh, obsessed with the LGBTQ nonsense that they're like, you know what? I shouldn't have any rights over my kids because a very, 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 very tiny amount of the population is gay. Yeah. Because nobody, no actual reasonable person thinks that it is a violation of of someone's rights for them to not be able to have their genitals mutilated without their parents' permission. There are zero reasonable people who are saying that there's just such a massive amount of kids that want to have, you know, their, their stuff lopped off, but their, their dumb curmudgeon parents won't let them do it. And it's making them so super upset that we have to give the government the ability to remove parental rights there. That's just, That's not a thing. Right. So this Prop 3 is
2: essentially titled as a right to reproductive... It's the Right to Reproductive Freedom Initiative. And additionally, while uh, essentially making abortion legal in the... Enshrining abortion as legal within the state, it also allows children to obtain gender-affirming hormones and surgeries without parental consent under the banner of reproductive
1: care. So wait, did did they hide removing parental rights in an abortion bill? Yes. Yeah, that's exactly wow. what they did. Holy... Like, why would you do that? <laughs> like... <laughs> right? No, like... I Think about, it. make yourself a Democrat strategist right now for a quick second, Alan, and explain to our audience, like, I, we didn't prep you for this, but explain to our audience why that's a bad idea.
2: Well, for one thing, I mean, for one thing, essentially it, at least in my mind means a lot of people are going to vote yes on it when they see an abortion bill they'll go yeah well I definitely want to make sure abortion's legal in my straight so a bunch of liberals are going to vote on it thinking it's an, only about abortion and then <laughs> hiding it in an abortion bill I mean there's you could say it's relatively odd because anybody that transitions is sterilized for life so abortion's not even a problem for them anymore Essentially, it's hiding a child's constitutional right to general
1: amputation in its abortion amendment. The reason why you don't do this, if the Democrats went in front, well, I'll explain it this way. If the Democrats went in front of Michigan voters, and remember that one of their primary focal points for the Democrat party and the liberal left is suburban moms. Mm Mm-hmm. If you went in front of them and said, we want to make sure that abortion is legal and protected here in Michigan, you would probably pass that bill. Yeah. If then you turned around and you said, also, we're going to take away your ability to speak as to whether or not your child gets a gender reassignment surgery you've just lost those moms. They care far more about whether or not the state can mutilate their children without their permission than they do about whether or not they get an abortion, because one of those things is real to them. Abortion to to most people is a, well, if I was ever in that situation, I certainly would love to be able to have a choice. That's kind of how they sell this. But the majority of people who scream and screech and whatever about abortion have never had one, never plan on having one. So it's all theoretical to them. But then you tell them, oh no, 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 we're gonna take away your right to your child. That is going to be far more visceral. And the problem is, is that that's now known. The Republicans in Michigan just need to read that part of the bill. In other words, it stops being about abortion now, and they're going to the, you know, Republicans and whomever are going to just push the whole Prop three thing as you are voting yes or no on whether or not you have a say in if your child gets a ch- gender transition surgery. The state doesn't want you to have a say in what happens to your child. You could just say medically. Because you could use a little bit of a, you could use slippery slope here because we've seen that slope. Mm -hmm. This is such a dumb idea, but it also shows that Democrats don't care about abortion. Yeah. Because let's be honest here. If they cared so much about abortion, they'd write their own bill. They would never put something else in it that could poison pill the damn thing. Right, exactly. and I think they poison pilled it with this. Similarly, and this is another weird thing. We're seeing the same thing in Virginia. There now, I don't, I don't know if it's going to pass or not. So this, this isn't a. Uh, by the way, I hate to ask you this, Alan. Suddenly, Prop Three. Well, no, it's it's a it's a it's a proposal, right? So that's going to be on right. the ballot. Yeah. Um, so great great job, I guess, because now you're encouraging every Republican to show up at the polls at a minimum to vote against this. So good job. Thanks, thanks for getting more Republicans out to the polls, Democrats. Now in Virginia, there's legislation being proposed in the Virginia House and what this delegate did is they have a proposal or she has a proposal where if a parent refuses to acknowledge a child's preferred pronouns it will be abuse and then what would happen would uh, child protective services be called what's amazing and i'm actually really glad that you asked that what's amazing is yes There would be an opened investigation by law enforcement and child protective services. And the delegate who is proposing this said that the good part about this bill is just getting the investigation open because, you know, when people are going out for a job, they get a background check. And if you've had a child abuse investigation opened, understand that not found guilty if you had a child abuse investigation opened it will show on that background check she literally said this this delegate actually is quoted saying that part of the good part about this is they don't have to find people guilty they can just ruin their lives
2: because, because, a te- because a teacher noticed your son picked up a Barbie at school. Yes.
1: Well, that's very unsettling. Um, I'm trying to look it up real quick because I forgot the names on it. Uh, transgender Bill. Let's look it up under that. Yeah, here we go. Oh, this was like the worst. Hmm. Elizabeth Guzman. That's her name. Okay, oh, okay so it looks like she's elizabeth guzman so it actually looks <laughs> looks like she's rescinded so this this is a uh um this was from yesterday so i didn't pick this up so uh so elizabeth guzman says she will not reintroduce a bill uh that would reportedly penalize parents who do not affirm their child's gender identity or sexual orientation her decision her decision comes after multiple reports that she planned to move forward the legislation in the upcoming, uh, general assembly. Her response comes after backlash following an interview with local ABC affiliate news, uh, station was picked up by conservative outlets and prominent Republicans, including Senator Ted Cruz on Thursday. Guzman told WJLA that she wanted to push back on governor. Youngkin's proposed model policy on the treatment of transgender students. Who cares about that? Um, News about the reintroduction of HB, so House Bill 5, 580 fired up conservatives, including Ted Cruz, who said it's utterly horrifying. The zealots think they are your children's parents and they will put you in jail if you disagree. So it does say here, um, Democrats want to criminally prosecute parents who don't affirm their child's gender identity. Um mm-hmm. And Elizabeth Guzman says this was a tweet she put out as a social worker and mom of four. I will always fight to protect LGBTQ children from abuse to set the record straight on a misleading news piece from a Sinclair owned affiliate uh, that mischaracterized pro safety anti abuse bill I introduced in 2020 to protect the LGBTQ youth. It did literally say that that it would make it abuse if you did not affirm your child's gender. So this isn't a pro-LGBTQ thing. This is an anti-parent bill. Well, they – and this is coming from the same people that
2: constantly talk about how parents – how we need to abolish the nuclear family. And these are the same people that put parents under investigation – called that put them under investigation by the, the Department of Homeland Security for being upset that schools were teaching this sort of thing. There is some some clearly, there is some very strong impulse within the Democratic Party that wants to make your kids trans or yeah. gay. Like they like I mean, cause you see it broad spectrum across a whole lot of things. There's these bills like this that get pushed. There's the US using the Department of Homeland Security against parents that were upset schools were teaching this sort of thing. There's all of the endorsements for LGBT groups, for the Gay Pride Month. There is something about the Democrat Party that is very much tied to gender confusion, especially in young people. That is a key tenant of their platform for some very strange
1: reason. Yeah, and it just, how do you just, how do you not know? How do you not know that this is literally the worst direction you could take?
2: I don't know. It's very strange. It, and I, it's, I, I, I don't know what explains it either, because it's it and it's it's similar to abortion. They are cart, they are tying themselves intricately to this thing. It is very important to the Democrat Party that your kids are sexually confused. And I can't think of any reason how that necessarily helps them win elections, other than it furthers
1: them just being straight up evil. It it's it, it's another one of those situations where it's like sometimes like, well, hey guys, I, I hate to say this, but like, what if the conspiracies are true? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's 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 actually a little a little scary. Yeah. Because like hey, w- what if they what if they were true though? Um, you know, what what if there is something weird about sexualizing kids? Like what if the Democrat party actually is like some creepy cult that's just obsessed with sexualizing kids? And it's very hard to be like, ah, come on, like that's sure it's funny when people say it and you watch all the shit libs get really upset, but then you get to a point where you're like, oh god though, but what if cuz cuz you keep seeing this. You see this obsession with mostly it's just with wanting to remove children from their parents absolutely wanting wanting to to drive a wedge between the two yeah and that's reasonably scary
2: i will i think that it makes a lot of sense coming from people on the left that think it's like oh like what hope is there for the next generation if they're These poor children are raised by these horrible, evil Trump supporters that question our election integrity. The the house down the street isn't even flying an American flag. Their children won't grow up knowing that we stand with Ukraine, that that's basically childish. We need to intervene
1: for the sake of these poor children. Did you mean Ukrainian flag? What did I say? You said American flag. Well, both interchangeable (laughs) anymore, I suppose. well, no, the Democrats would, if you were flying an American flag, they'll probably take your kids. Oh, that's probably that's true.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they're,
1: fl- they're flying an American flag
2: and not a Ukrainian flag. The horror. Yeah. They're probably fascists.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, we were not able to do our normal show prep. So I apologize. Um, so, but I'm trying to grab an audio clip here um, because there was, to this whole point, Kamala Harris talking about children. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> not like that. <laughs> still. Still. I uh. mean, it's just... I'm trying to find it real quick, but point is, is that there was an entire discussion about um, where she, she, you know, it, it, it's it, it's the typical Democrat um, trying to use children as like, won't anyone think of the children? But she kind of gave the game away. So um, I, I apologize that this audio is going to be a little bit weird, but let me play it for you real quick. Sorry, hang
0: on. Truly, when you, you know, when you see our kids and I truly believe that they are our children, they are the children of our country, of our communities, I I mean, our future is really bright if we, if we prioritize them and therefore prioritize the climate crisis and the need to address it. But I mean, truly, when you.
1: They're really our kids yeah Ugh. when you when you think about the children you know they're really our kids no okay no. oh, truly... sorry it's any anytime I hear Kamala Harris I jump no uh no yeah. we need see we we need to prioritize the children or we need to prioritize the climate crisis because you're hurting our kids and by that I mean your kids but they're actually our kids
2: yeah no I think well and I mean, we can take a little peek back into history, and the, the one of the major points of the communists in the Soviet Union was to take the take control of children from families because that yeah. was the only you had to indoctrinate them, and if you were going to usher in the revolution.
1: And speaking of children, which is it used to be? It, let's let's be fair here. It used to be that. A candidate's children were off limits, but the left never really prescribed to that. They would say it if you ever, you know, said something about one of their kids. But even all the way back, I mean, probably before, but as I remember it, even during the Bush years, if you know the Bush daughters ever did anything, liberals were going to rush out and talk like they got drunk underage, and this was like a breaking news story. Yeah, I remember that. But you're, you know, but now it's you know, or any any of any of uh, Donald Trump's kids were consistently attacked. Some even, you know, people claiming that they should be thrown in jail. Um, but you can't talk about Joe Biden's kids. Um, and obviously, we've talked a lot about Hunter Biden and his own problems. But one thing that was pointed out on the show years ago was the fact that Joe Biden consistently tried to insinuate that his son, Beau Biden, died in combat. This was something that has always bothered me and I've mm-hmm. brought it up and I've had a lot of people be like, I don't think, no, I don't know about that. And it was like, no, no, I'm telling you, I swear he has consistently tried to insinuate Bo Biden died in combat. Now, for those of you who don't know, Bo Biden got brain cancer. He was the attorney general of Delaware. So yes, he was the attorney general of a state with which his father was was a senator. So, you know, nepotism, which I thought was a bad thing, but hey, whatever. Um, most people don't know that. Maybe they know that now. But what's really weird is Joe Biden was in Colorado this week on the 12th. And this is what Joe Biden had to say to a, gr- a crowd of people.
0: You learn to scale rock, ski, and survive preparing for the war they're about to fight. The pivotal moment came, as the Senator pointed out, in February nineteen forty five. Surprise ally attack on the mountains in Italy. Imagine. It's pitch black, punishing cold. The mission high in the mountains that hinged on the skill, strength, and stamina that could have only been gained in a place like this. They're more than ready. They were more than ready that day and since then. American soldiers of the 10th Mountain Division scaled that 1,800 foot cliff at night, caught the Germans by surprise, captured captured key positions, and broke through the German defense line at a pivotal point in the war. Just imagine, I mean it sincerely, I say this as a father of a man who won the Bronze Star, the Conspicuous Service Medal, and lost his life in Iraq. Imagine the courage, the daring, and the genuine sacrifice, genuine sacrifice they all made.
1: Bo Biden didn't die in Iraq. Also,
2: I didn't know we voted in Slurry McSlurrickson.
0: (laughs) Jeez.
1: That guy sounds terrible. His son did win the conspicuous service medal. That's... Bo Biden did not die in Iraq. Yeah. How do you... How do you fuck that up? How do you, how do you screw up when your kid died?
2: Uh yeah, I don't know. Uh I mean, he probably has gotten so used to using that line to gain false sympathy that I guess I can I can understand it in a way, I suppose.
1: Bo Biden deployed to Iraq in two thousand eight. came back in 2009. Okay. That's it. Okay? That's that's when he was there. He died in 2015.
2: Well, you know, people with dementia are easily confused.
1: But I mean true. <laughs> it's just It's very strange. I just it, it, he yeah, he he yeah. died while he was the attorney general for 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 Delaware.
2: Yeah. It's pretty weird. It's, it's pretty weird that Joe Biden would Okay, what I guess is the most strange the strangest part about that is the fact that Biden can say things like that and does not get recriminated in the press for it, that the average, the average American probably doesn't realize that his son died at, when he was the Attorney General of Massachusetts years after Iraq because the media does not do the same, does not fact check what he says, even though what he says a lot of times is slurred and unintelligible or you know also wrong.
1: Yeah, it's so...
2: It's bizarre is what it is. And it is very difficult to see things like this that are absolutely blatant. You just lied on camera about your son dying overseas so you could falsely claim that you are a gold star parent. I don't care that he might have dementia. This guy should get rightfully excoriated for doing for trying to garner false sympathy by falsely claiming his child died in a war now if they admit he has dementia maybe I'll give him a pass but until that point until if they're going to lie to me and say that he's fully within his cognitive capabilities then I can point to this and say that was a malicious attempt to essentially Belittle other gold star families by falsely claiming by, well, shoot, it's the, uh, how was it, not stolen valor? It's basically stolen valor, but almost worse. Ugh.
1: But what's what's so insane about that is Joe Biden has a cancer. Charity. Joe Biden also just a couple weeks ago had the Bo Biden Cancer Moonshot Initiative.
2: Yeah. So there's no way you could there's no way he doesn't know. Yeah. And if or if you're gonna claim he doesn't know, then I don't know. There's no way he doesn't know. So he's he's either lying to us or he has dementia is confused. And there's no in between. If you're if you're going to tell me that Joe Biden doesn't isn't some like crazed, dementia rattle riddled invalid. Then I can point to things like this and say, so he is an absolute liar. And then I the, and the media would be completely complicit in all of this because they are of all the things you could criticize. This is one that you criticize. Mm hmm. But it's, it's just, just a one, another one of these things that it makes me wary because it seems like no one is in charge of the country. And, and I don't know who is. Who, who's in charge? Because it's clearly not Joe Biden.
1: It's just wild to me. I mean, like like I said, I, I've continually pointed it out. It's something that's absolutely just aggravated the hell out of me. Um, and then, oh, God. And then it's just it's just amazing to me that he just goes out there's like, you know, a, a, a son who lost his life in Iraq. And it's like, oh my God, like this guy has zero problem lying. Just, just lying. Like, I, I, yeah. I guess like, yeah, it's one thing to say he has zero problem lying. I guess here's the question. Is he lying or does he not know? Because there, there's part of me like... I, don't get me wrong the guy there's he, something wrong going his ob- way honestly there's obviously dementia is an issue that's a, a hundred percent a thing but does that take away from the fact that he's a liar well,
2: and always I would say no has because he was been. a liar before he had dementia but okay now yeah. he has an excuse <laughs>
1: yes, it's like, now now it's just reasonable except for all although maybe that's part of the problem like act you know what let's let's play a game here and maybe this is i hope this isn't gross to people i hope you all understand what we're doing here is the the big question we have here is how do you screw this up how do you screw up how your son died but what if the part of your brain that is capable of understanding what's the lie that you would tell people versus the truth What if that part is what's mostly affected by the degeneration of his brain? In other words, he just told everybody that his son lost his life in Iraq. And years ago, he knew and not even that many years ago, it was 2015 years ago. He knew that you're supposed to insinuate that that happened, but never outright say it because that would be a lie. But if people accidentally think your son lost his life in Iraq, they would feel bad for you. Yeah. And now that part of his brain that would normally take those steps doesn't know it. And it's just son Bo died in Iraq because that like that would show that Joe Biden was that closely involved in all the bullshit his campaign would put out. Honestly, it wouldn't
2: surprise me. I I think the most likely answer to this is that he is riddled with dementia And he has for so long used the status of his dead son, stood on the grave of his dead son for political points, that his dementia addled brain no longer can tell the difference between that fake reality and the actual reality of his son's death. Because
1: regardless regardless of the why... The president of the United States just mistook how his son, his own son, died. Yeah, this isn't a whoopsie. Uh huh. This wasn't a a. Uh, he didn't misspeak here.
0: Uh huh.
1: This man cannot be the president of the United States. No and this isn't like i'm I'm not even trying to be hyperbolic here if you screw something up that's that important mm-hmm. like how you lost a child yeah. and the situation that surrounds that you are met you, you can't you cannot be the president of the united states no and i don't i don't think that it Do you- now taking away mentally compromised, shitty people, let's say from a reasonable person standpoint, do you think anybody would actually debate that? What do you mean? Do you think any reasonable person would ever debate that the fact that Joe Biden doesn't even remember how his own son died makes him too mentally compromised to be able to perform the duties of the office of the president?
2: i i think there's no debating it like you said what would what would be the argument well he got confused he literally runs a charity for his son's ca- for a cancer charity because his son died of cancer well he misspoke then he's bad at public speaking and shouldn't be president it's like there's no way you can take that clip and defend it in any way so that which is why the media chooses to ignore it because I feel like a lot of people and liberals in the media think if we can ignore this long enough, he can get reelected and we can keep our empty suit on the throne and ru- keep rubber stamping our agenda.
1: Yeah, this this man is marching us into World War Three. He cannot get confused or misspeak. Right. It cannot happen.
2: Oh, but it's going to probably keep happening and it's probably going to happen worse and worse as time goes on. I mean, the more <laughs> stress he's under is only like Biden being under more and more stress is only going to make these sort of things worse.
1: Yeah, that's a little horrifying.
2: It's like, God God forbid, there actually is a, I mean, we've seen some crises, but God forbid there's a serious crisis that requires actual someone, some actual thinking person at the rudder of the nation. It's like, imagine Joe Biden being in charge during the Cuban, Cuban missile crisis like uh, what would happen? We, we'd be a war. We would go have gone to nuclear war with Russia.
1: Cuba. Yeah. I, uh, I grew up in a Cuban town. Yeah. Yeah. He used to call me. He used to call me Taco Joe. Right. It'd be something like that. He, so. he said something about having grown up in a Puerto Rican town or some nonsense. And everyone's yeah. like, what are you talking about? I, it's First like of the all, the guy is
2: living. Li- the guy clearly lives in a fantasy.
1: Yeah. yeah, like, well, the big joke is they always call him like Scranton Joe, but he like left Scranton when he was like a little kid. And for the most part, he lived in Delaware. And I'm pretty sure there's not a huge Puerto Rican population in Delaware. I'm surprised not, that not there's that a population at all in Delaware. Right. <sighs> well, while Joe Biden's uh, slurring us into World War Three, um, the Congress has decided that they're going to do the heavy lifting of. Of proving to me, as I've been telling this audience so long, what the actual point of the January 6th committee is, and that is to get Trump. Right. The entire point of the January 6th committee is to get Trump, and they finally voted to get Trump. Now, uh, I've I've pushed on this a lot about how um, the midterms are coming up, and I mentioned an October surprise. I don't know if you guys remember that, but um, weird that it's mid-October, and- After not hearing anything for quite a while from the January 6th committee, they just suddenly showed up again around mid-October and they voted to subpoena Donald Trump to testify under oath Wow! to the January 6th committee. They also released some really fascinating footage, suddenly never before seen footage, because remember, this is a goddamn television show and not an actual committee. Um, But they released some never before seen footage of Nancy Pelosi and the goings on with Nancy Pelosi and how she was very upset wondering where the National Guard was. And she was watching everything happening and she was calling people wondering what was going on and why wasn't, you know, why wasn't the National Guard there? And then she was threatening, saying that Donald Trump would be uh, would be trespassing if he came into uh, into the United States Congress and she was going to punch him in the face and she didn't care if she went to jail. Have you seen a lot of that, Alan? Wow, that sounds really bad. Let me ask a very simple question. Uh huh. Why did Nancy Pelosi have a fucking camera crew with her?
0: Well, because Nancy Pelosi is the Speaker of the House.
1: How come nobody's asking the question of why Nancy Pelosi had a full professional camera crew? following her around just so happening to get professional documentary level shots of the daily events of January 6th well i can only
2: count it up to her amazing to intuition because she's so good at all those stock picks that she makes and she must be really been good here just i mean her intuition to put these things in motion before they they happen and become You know all for her benefit is absolutely astounding
1: now alan i i haven't been able to pay close attention to to social media over the last few days but please god tell me i'm not the only person who noticed that right no i i've seen
2: i've seen a couple other people make that point but again it's always people outside of the mainstream media that notice these things and comment on them if if you were an npr american you would have you would never have these points brought up and never go oh yeah that is pretty weird
1: i mean that that like the minute i saw that i went oh my god so a hundred percent like the feds staged this <laughs> no like why would you have a full k cam- there there's zero reason for there to be a full camera crew there yeah following her around no no understand A a news camera crew being there for the vote. Yes, I understand. Right. So the cameras existing is not the question. The question is suddenly big security thing is going on. We have a problem. Uh There is zero potential that a security service is like, oh yeah, but let's make sure the news cameras get this. Absolutely not. The reaction is, you get your asset out of danger. You do not sit there and do shots where a camera's like, hang on, let me back out the door real quick, Madam Speaker, so we can get a shot of you walking out the door with your staff carrying cases of classified material. That's what I mean by professional documentary level Shots, you have to understand. And no offense to people, but Mm -hmm. good filmmaking makes it to where you do not realize what is occurring. And what you need to realize is if you're seeing someone's face coming at you, that means that before they left the room, no matter how hurried they appear, a camera person had to say, hang on a second, let me walk out first so I can get the shot of you leaving. Yeah. And those exist in this footage which means it was all staged which means that she knew about it which means that she wanted this to happen pretty much yeah it also means it also means that all of this footage was known and existed and sure. so it's being released at a, pin, at a at a pivotal time by the January sixth committee, which I know I don't need to prove to this audience, but I am shocked and appalled that regular Americans with a brain can't seem to figure out that this is all theater. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty fun, isn't it? <laughs> well, I like I like your interpretation of saying this is pretty fun because the other options I have are sad. Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh.
1: But it is fun being able to know that my enemies are stupid. That is pretty
2: great but it is it is frustrating that it's frustrating that we can see these things happening that it's so obvious that there's nonsense afoot and all of these things still just keep happening like I I would hope that the people we elect, to stop Democrats from getting away with this would also be noticing these things because they have a vested interest in noticing them. But I am not necessarily convinced that they do.
1: Well, I'll ask you a question and we'll see. And if you guys want to weigh, if you all want to weigh in on the chat, you can as well uh, if you're listening to this live. But do you want Donald Trump to go in front of the January 6th committee, or do you want him to refuse? So there'd be two points with this. I don't know what the ram-
2: necessarily know what the ramifications would be if he refused. Basically zero. Okay, if there's no real, because I have heard talk, one of the reasons why you would try and do this is so that you can uh, strip him of the ability to run in the future. If he's being held in contempt of Congress. He may not be able to run in the future. I would say if that's a risk, it's worth definitely worth him showing up if that's less of a risk then the question would be would it be extremely funny if donald trump went in front of the committee and i think the answer to that is of
1: course yes it would so you think that the best option because okay to your point real quick i want to make sure to address this for the audience To your point, yes, that is the tactic. The tactic is is that they hold him in contempt of Congress. They try to claim that that's a high crime or misdemeanor. Therefore, he's ineligible to run. That's been the entire point of this the entire goddamn time is to make it to where Donald Trump can't run for president, which is pathetic, gross, and just so, so very, very, very sad. Um, But at the same time, courts can't uphold it because of separation of powers. Okay if they want there to be separation of powers, they cannot uphold the Congress of the United States attempting to... Le- let me let me rephrase. This committee has zero legal authority. Okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that a court wouldn't go along with it. It doesn't mean that the Supreme Court couldn't be pussies about it. If they just, for the sole purpose... Of trying to get Trump, they will end up eroding the separation of powers between Congress and the presidency. They in other words, they would destroy some of the foundational principles of this republic just to get Trump. I'm not saying that they wouldn't do it. I'm just saying that wow, that's it's insane that they would do that because then because remember, a sitting president can only get impeached. By a Congress. Uh-huh. That's not a charge. Right. Because Congress can't charge you. Yeah. But them looking at contempt of Congress as a charge means that a Congress can now charge a president, which means that the Republican Congress could charge Joe Biden. But they would be that stupid they, just to get Trump. They seriously might. Yeah. Anyway, that was the point I was going to make. Sorry. But you st- you think that it would still just be better for Trump to go in front of the January 6th committee and basically, as, as Raccoon 6 is saying here, just trash them? I think it would be extremely funny. Yes. Do you think it would be beneficial... For do you think it'd be beneficial or detrimental to Republican candidates for the midterms? Because understand the Democrats think that this is going to be detrimental to Republican candidates in some way. Either they don't think that Trump's going to show up or they think if he does, it would somehow detriment Republican candidates in the midterms.
2: Oh, I think there's no way it hurts. I I don't. Yeah. (laughs) I think anybody that voted for Trump in 2020.
1: Which was a lot. Would
2: only vote for him harder if he went in front of the january sixth committee and we got a bunch of great videos of him making fun of the committee
1: so you think that this is going to energize basically the republican base it's going to because oh yeah i i I, i'm not saying don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Republican candidates are bad. There's a lot of really great candidates that are running in these midterms, but I think that what's going to win the Republicans the midterms is one, the excitement over some of these fresh candidates that are very great and very America first. But number two, I think that the other big part of it is I think that Democrats have checked out. I think Democrat apathy is also going to contribute, which is why I don't want to predict but I'm going to say a prediction. I guess we just deal with that now. Um I think that it is going to be a large victory. I don't think that it's just we take it. I think we I I think that in the Senate races we win, we win by a huge margin. I think in the House races we win, we win by a huge margin. And the reason why is a excitement over the candidates b the apathy of Democrats. I don't see Democrats getting super excited to run out and vote, which is by the way, why Democrats had to extend it and say, you get three years to vote for a candidate because you're too stupid or lazy to go out and vote the day of. Yeah. Like that's the reason, the reason why (laughs) the reason why, Extended voting benefits Democrats is because Democrats are lazy. It's simple as that. Yeah. And for corruption. Yeah. That's why I
2: say Donald Trump going in front of the committee is not going to hurt. I, I, I can't imagine it hurts in any way. If anything, it would only serve as a it would serve as a good way to to mobilize his own voter base. Now, maybe one of the problems you would run into is coming time for the uh, primaries. There, It would make Donald Trump more popular in the primaries. I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. Certainly not for me because I would be keen on him running again. I think that would be hilarious. And I would be thrilled to have a, another, Trump, another four years of Trump where I hope he would absolutely destroy the, the Democrats and clean house and drain the swamp and do all that, which I would certainly hope would happen. I can't think of anything, anyone else that would be a better candidate for president in 2024 than Trump. DeSantis is great, but I feel like Trump would still be better. DeSantis is great as a governor of Florida. I can't think that he would be that much better than Trump. There's a lot of arguments to be had on that ground, so I'm not going to necessarily stake my claim that anything would be better than anything else. But as far as going in front of the committee, I think it would be hilarious, and I don't think it would, and it couldn't backfire at all. I, okay, you know, what would you? It, what would be? It would make a bunch of neocons and never Trumpers angry. Those people don't like Trump
1: anyway, so who cares? <laughs> That's true. No, to to your point, um, actually, I'm I'm gonna, I'm not trying to rationalize your position, but I'll I'll, I'll give you I'll give you some of my thoughts that help uh, back up. Kind of what yeah. you're saying here, which was the you know you think that you don't see Desantis being necessarily better than Trump, nope. and so you're anyway. That's your I, I'll explain part of the reason why I'm sitting there, and I I really like Desantis, but part of the reason why I like Trump more is how much more can you go after Trump? He's basically immortal at this point because you're running out of attacks. You've done, that. the left has done everything in their power to try to discredit Donald Trump. So if he becomes president again, what more could they do? I don't know. Now, when it's Ron DeSantis, it's going to be a repeat of 2016 to 2020. It's going to be constant insanity, screeching, attempts at impeachment, internal, you know, backstabbing, all this other nonsense, a bunch of neocons claiming that they're gonna be there to help him, and when in reality they're throwing things out to trip him up. Sure. It would be a repeat as opposed to somebody who's gonna be able to just turn around and be like, No. Yeah. While I'm at it, by the way, um, I felt bad and since I figured out what seems to be at least a workable solution to our audios, uh, to our lack of audio things. I do want to play a couple of those clips and I want to get, um, Alan, I want you to get you to weigh in on some of these as well. Um, some of the clips from the uh, debates that occurred with some of these midterm candidates. So I do have the one of uh, JD Vance here. Um, or, and, and there's a couple of them that I, that I really like. So here's, here's one from JD Vance that I think is really pressing to what we're talking about. So how preoccupied. let me pull this up.
3: Find it interesting how preoccupied you are with this at a time when people can't afford groceries, people can't afford to walk down their streets safely. Let's focus on the significant issues right now, Tim. Thank you, Canada. Find it interesting how
1: he was talking about January 6th. That was his response. That was JD Vance's response to Tim Ryan constantly wanting to bring up January 6th. Yeah. And Lame. This is the best line, I think, and I think it's it's very. Um. I think it connects very well. To the American people, like you are so preoccupied with January sixth, you just keep doing this. And and complaining about it, but people can't put groceries on the table, and. That is a focal point because what's the debate against that?
2: I'm not sure, but I think it's great. I really am excited how much they care about January 6th because it makes them seem crazy and unhinged at a time when the country is facing a lot of issues that need addressing and throw Jan- and every single time they talk about it, it the the as the more focus in January 6th there is in comparison to all these other issues the united states is facing the less the the more the myth of january 6 breaks down it was this horrible awful coup attempt okay well you've had nothing has happened since then the more they focus on january 6 the the more it becomes obvious that it it's clearly just a way for them to complain and try to keep grabbing power so great it keeps them focused on something that is a losing issue for them because the vast majority of Democrat voters don't necessarily care that much about January 6th because nothing truly happened. And it's hard to generate a lot of a lot of energy on something like that. And it gives us the potential to do what is exactly what you just saw, saying, you guys keep complaining about January 6th, but there's looming World War III, there's massive inflation, there's All sorts of other issues like that are ramping up right now that there's a lot of doom on the horizon and complaining about January 6th does not address a single one of those things. It doesn't give people any confidence that those
1: very serious, very real pragmatic concerns are going to be addressed by your party. Well, now, and remember that one of the biggest things for Ohio, one of their big run throughs was right after the whole Supreme Court decision on Roe v. Wade came out was that they were obsessing over this. At first people couldn't even confirm the story, but there was this 10 year old girl who, you know, supposedly had to like go to Indiana or something to get an abortion. Um, and then when people were trying to dig into it, they were finding it very difficult to get any information on it to the point where people thought it might be fake and it might've been made up. And then the reality is why it was so difficult to get information was because the liberal media was trying to hide who the perpetrator was. Right. And interestingly enough, this was center stage at that Ohio debate. And this is, sorry, this is fascinating. This is how J.D. Vance handled the attempt at furthering that liberal narrative of republicans are bad 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 people who want little girls to be raped here's that clip
3: as an exception look i've always believed in reasonable exceptions this is a misrepresentation of my view but let's hear it from me not from congressman ryan uh I, I absolutely think the 10-year-old girl, the case that we've, of course, heard a lot about, an incredibly tragic situation. I mean, look, I've got a 9-year-old baby girl at home. I cannot imagine what's that, what that's like for the girl, for her family. God forbid something that, like that would happen. I have said repeatedly on the record that I think that that girl should be able to get an abortion if she and her family so choose to do so. But let's talk about that case. Because why was a 10 year old girl raped in our community, raped in our state in the first place? The thing the media and Congress and Ryan, they talk about this all the time. The thing they never mentioned is that poor girl was raped by an illegal alien, somebody that should have never been in this state in the first place. You voted so many times against border wall funding, so many times for amnesty, Tim. If you had done your job, she would have never been raped in the first place. Do your job on border security. Don't lecture me about opinions I don't actually have.
0: Damn.
1: That's a pretty good clip. Yeah. Hey, you know, oh, okay. You're going to complain about like how I feel about, you know, this situation um, in, in my state, she wouldn't have been raped. No, it's a great, it's a great line. <sighs> and I mean, this, it, it, it's amazing because these are the candidates that the establishment Republicans don't like. And yeah. what's amazing is establishment Republican candidates would have hemmed and hawed and gotten their ass beat on a question like that. Probably. That's what's so sad about this. I want to pick up a couple of the Blake Masters ones as well, unless you think this is boring, Alan. I'm sorry. No, no, man.
2: I think they. I think that's great. I, um, I think. I think he's. There's a lot of good candidates out there.
1: And what's amazing is. They're part of something larger. This stuff is going. This stuff is going a lot further. Like we are getting really good candidates coming forward that are saying great. You now, you know, of course, always actions matter more, right? Sure. Um, but uh, what I'm not seeing here is any reason to be concerned that a lot of these guys don't mean mean what they say and part of it's because prior to even becoming the candidate they had to fight the entire republican establishment first right so you know that's that's pretty that's pretty exciting i'm I'm trying to find these uh these clips here it's because donald trump mentioned blake masters so that's like the majority of the clips that everybody's sharing oh okay Um, Yeah. So it's, it's a little bit difficult and um, well, I've got a statement here about the border that I'll, uh, that I'll pull up here. Cause like I said, I didn't pull the audio down, but here we go. This was actually from a couple of weeks ago. We initially played, uh, we played some stuff, but the, uh, the big, the big takeaway from this initial debate with the, uh, with Arizona was the libertarian candidate who uh, wanted to make sure that everybody remembered age of consent might be an issue. I mean, I remember we talked about that one. before. So, but uh, this is, this is some of the response to uh, Mark Kelly from Blake Masters.
3: I've been focused on the border since day one on this job. I'm down there all the time. I was on the phone this week just, you know, with Mayor Nichols of Yuma, Sheriff Daniels of Cochise County, talking about what more we need for Border Patrol and immigration. That, my friend, is called invasion. We're, we're, we're working to raise Border Patrol pay by 18, 18%. I've got legislation to do that. I've been focused on the border since day one okay I, you know with no great effects because we have a wide open southern border so if that's the best you can do i respectfully request this you resign been, and let's get someone in the seat who will actually secure our border you never have to wonder which way senator kelly is going to vote because any spending bill that biden puts in front of him he will sign so yeah we got the inflation reduction act and mark kelly was the deciding vote he hired eighty-seven thousand new irs agents mark kelly voted to send stimulus checks to illegal aliens he voted to send stimulus checks to get this violent felons sitting in jail is that a good use of taxpayer money i don't think so think about that the next time you go to the grocery store I've been focused.
1: <laughs> i do like the uh if that's the best you can do at day one then you should resign <laughs> yeah that's, that's that's a that's good but point is is that it's nice to see them on the attack That is something I am not used to as somebody who is, who has been conservative my, my, my whole life. Somebody who is, who has been involved in politics, who has been engaged. This is something I'm actually not used to seeing. Trump was whiplash by comparison. And now seeing that filter down and, and, and seeing like seeing candidates that are able to get out there and understand concerns, like we were saying earlier in the show the Democrat party is obsessed with Twitter. They're obsessed with what they see on Twitter. They think that that's real life. Republicans are out there reminding people about what it's costing to to go to the grocery store, what it costs to fill up your tank, uh, what is going to happen in the future. 87,000 IRS agents. It might not sound like a big deal, but why does the United States government need more tax hawks? Why do they need more people basically going through going through people's taxes it's because they're going to come after you it's because taxes are going to go up of your course. life is already so much more expensive now right part of the reason why i'm why i'm uh describing that a little bit more in detail is one of the ways that the establishment republican party has always sucked was by standing on taxes this is a very different way of doing that instead of just being like do you want your taxes higher or lower vote for me Like, that doesn't go anywhere. But the idea that there's literally an army of tax agents, that's pretty worrisome to most people.
2: Yeah, it should be. Especially when the government seems to have have such a bone to pick with normal, everyday citizens.
1: Oh, yeah. Just like, all of this has to be viewed under the understanding that the federal government is literally just targeting regular Americans. Right. Like exactly. you can't you can't separate those two things. Oh, most uh, definitely. To that point, actually, targeting of regular Americans. I know a lot of people want to talk about Kanye having his uh JP Morgan Chase accounts taken away. And yes, this is the same yeah. thing. Chase Bank also took the accounts away from a pro-life group. Oh,
2: yeah, well. And I mean, is that, is that, that's on the tail end of Obama sending the
1: FBI after all the pro-life groups? Oh, sorry. It took me a second. You mean Biden? Oh, we, fine, we know, fine. we, we know, we know it's, we know it's actually Obama making the decisions, oh, but like we Obama. have to refer to it as Biden. Um- oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> That was a Freudian slip
2: out. That was shoot. I didn't even notice I did that. I mean, somebody's in charge of the Biden administration. It's not Biden. So it might as well be Obama at this point.
1: That's why for a second, I was like, wait, hang on. Um, So, right. Like, so after these pro-lifers were getting, you know, uh, picked up and put in jail, uh, FBI was raiding them because they were singing songs. All of a sudden a pro-life group loses its bank account. Kanye West loses his, which by the way, great job, everybody who came together and said, you know how we need to prove to the world that Kanye West is wrong. Let's take away his bank account because there's totally not a connotation that Kanye West could use about, hey guys, I said mean things about the Jews and I lost my bank account.
2: I mean, what better way to disprove the, the conspiracy theory that a small group of international bankers, all of some certain ethnic group, actually can control the world than to just cancel a guy's bank account when he mentions that small ethnic group?
1: Yeah, it, it was definitely hard for me when I first saw it because I was like, I. I can't say I can't say this on social media without people freaking out but seriously
2: well, and this <laughs> is what so, this is what I think is so strange about that is and we've seen this multiple times with banks when they do this to people is Kanye West says like the Jew bankers control the world. And then a bunch of bankers shut down his account, making it seem like he was absolutely vindicated in what he was saying. What's so strange to me about that is, was anyone protesting JP Morgan about them holding accounts for Kanye West? Absolutely not. Would they have suffered any negative ramification for continuing to do business with Kanye West? Absolutely not. Would they have He's probably got, I assume he has millions of dollars with this bank, which so it's absolutely there's there's nothing negative to continuing to do business with Kanye West. They have everything to gain, including access to his millions of dollars, to keep banking with Kanye West. This there's no way they would suffer a PR. This is the no negative PR. No one's gonna protest them. And this is why I get f- baffled when companies major corporations do this to people because it seems like there's no reason I can think of that it actually helps them I can't even imagine a bunch of people saw the news of this and went those people stand up for the Jews I'm gonna go get me an account at JP Morgan they can use my they can have control of my money at least not enough people that would make up for the millions they just lost control of managing it for Kanye West so it just it it's a baffling thing, but co- companies seem to do this all the time, making decisions that are not, that are a detriment to the company to align with whatever the popular politics of the day are. It it really makes me feel like the free market doesn't exist because these companies are operating in a way that the free market says they shouldn't.
1: Right. No, and that's and that that's exactly it. If there was a free market, no one would care. And it would just be... Kanye, you know. Yeah. Why 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 would JP Morgan Chase care what Kanye West says on Twitter? And the reality and that but that's the whole thing is there is a large monetary risk because of the amount of money obviously that that he has um that's likely not going to be made up unless this comes back to that dumb ESG nonsense where their ESG score would go down or something, but aside from, well, okay. Well, then the
2: question would be, why would their ESG score go down?
1: I don't know. I mean, that's just, it's the only guess I have.
2: It's like, because yeah, so, so know. if, a, so the, the theory would be if a company does business with someone that, Unelected bureaucrats in the World Economic Forum don't like, then their ESG score goes down and it hurts that company. Yes. Huh. That seems like a, sit- a situation that nobody should want.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure how that's literally not the point of the ESG score.
2: So what it sounds like is there's an unelected cabal of people at the World Economic Forum that are using these ESG scores to control the financial industry to make sure that nobody criticizes the Jews. That seems like a really strange thing for them to throw totally out in the open and completely vindicate Kanye West's statements. I I guess if I was was a, a cabal of Jews controlling the world, i would absolutely not do this because it proves them correct i would i would quietly sit in the background just going like no no just let him say that and then nothing bad happens to them and we just can call them crazy and then it just goes away if we take any action against this guy right now then it's going to become super obvious that we're actually in the background controlling the world so i i mean supposedly jews have a very high iq i would think they would be smarter than this if they're actually controlling the world
1: well and this is this is what's really funny is I actually saw somebody try to count try to get ahead of this exact logic right which is don't do anything because it's only going to give him the ability to turn around and say see and I mm-hmm. saw um, a neocon account that I follow try to explain this away uh happens to be a Jewish guy so it's always it's always a great time to see him comment because you know he gets very upset over certain ethnic things while also complaining about identity politics but hey whatever it's fine right point is um his explanation was if you don't do anything then you're making anti-semitism okay because there's just you're making anti-Semitism okay, and there's already not enough people speaking out. Which I'm gonna just be honest, that's complete bullshit. Yeah, there's that seems zero like a places. Strange thing to say. Yeah, it's well. I don't. I don't want to get into the whole identity things. I don't want people confusing what we're trying to say here. But at the end of the day, that's nonsense. There are. There are literally groups that are dedicated to fighting anti-Semitism that are helping coordinate policy of the United States government to include who the Federal Bureau of Investigation designates as potential domestic terrorists. So everybody calm down. I'm pretty sure they've got anti-Semitism on lock.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it's like I I don't know. I feel like the the ADL should be the ones organizing
1: this not JP Morgan. Sure. And 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 I mean maybe they will. I don't know. Maybe maybe the ADL wants to stay out of this because they don't know what to do with themselves because they're like, "But he's a black, we can't." Which by the way is why I love this. I love this. I think that this is hilarious. I don't give a crap about Kanye West, but I love the fact that he's one of the most popular black men on the freaking planet. And he is now starting a mudslinging contest um, that liberals aren't going to know how to handle because you, you can't say boo to a black guy, but also he's saying mean things about Jewish people. And I think all of us normal Americans should should sit back, eat popcorn and remind each other that this is exactly why identity politics is stupid. Yeah. Because guess what? In a normal world that wasn't obsessive with which, which, which group was more of a victim than which group, we could just say, you're being an asshole, shut up. But they can't do that. The left is not allowed to do that. Because... Yeah they have to weigh which victim group is more important than another if kanye west really wants to have a fun time with this which by the way i think 99% of this is that kanye west is super bored yeah if he it really also, wants to, have-
2: it also generates a huge any controversy generates a huge amount of attention i mean, what's the what's the term in showbiz like any press is good press exactly yep yeah 100% I, I feel like Anytime any of this comes up, a lot of times it's that performer with their agent going, okay, say something that's controversial. It'll get a bunch of people talking about you on social media, and then we'll release a new album later this year.
1: I think if he really wants to have fun, if this isn't just that, if it's a PR stunt, it's done its thing. But if he really, really, really wants to, I don't know, for whatever reason, fight cancel culture or some other nonsense, if that's his, because that's what he's claiming, then rally a bunch of black people to get mad at J.P. Morgan Chase, because I would love nothing more than watch some shit-lib finance giant finance company try to figure out how they're supposed to bend the knee without angering another group, and just let them let them wade into the sectarian the supposed sectarian uh, you know fighting. Between who's more of a victim than whom. And maybe it'll be a lesson to look, guys, if you just didn't do that in the first place, you wouldn't be caught in this weirdness. They probably won't because, I mean, Kanye West isn't actually trying to fight a battle against cancel culture. He's just either bored or about to release a new album or maybe get into the men's cologne business or some nonsense. Sure. But it's still very entertaining. Absolutely. Um, is there anything else that I missed? We're heading into the last 10 minutes of the program so we can do a nice little wrap up here. Well, one missed? of the one of the things that this
2: week that we saw, I remember uh, last was it last it must was it last week or the week before there was the big old explosion that blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. That was all mysterious, yeah. but according to the numerous investigating bodies, it was ab- it was absolutely a deliberate act of sabotage. Now, the Nord Stream connects um, basically, ger- essentially connects Germany to the Russian natural gas fields. It was a major way for natural gas to get of into course. Germany before the Russian invasion and all the sanctions. Well, recently last week, Sweden, because this happened in, I believe this happened in Swedish waters. The Sweden rejected plans to set up a formal joint investigation team with Denmark and Germany to look into the ruptures at the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines, um, a British prosecutor recently said, while investigating these leaks. I'm not going to read that guy's name because it's ridiculous in Swedish. The prosecutor involved in Sweden's <laughs> criminal investigation into the Nord Stream leaks in the Swedish economic zone said Sweden was already cooperating with Denmark and Germany on the matter. He said Sweden had rejected the proposal for a joint investigation team uh, for judicial cooperation because such a joint investigation would include legal agreements under which Sweden would have to share information from its own investigation that it had deemed classified. So it said there is in there is information in our investigation that is subject to confidentiality directly linked to Swedish national security, which is very odd. And it so it to me that's what that sounds like is Sweden knows who blew up the pipeline and Sweden doesn't want other people to know for some reason. Now it is worth pointing out that right now Sweden is in a bid to join NATO, along with Finland. As part of the uh, big, scary Russian aggression. And I feel like if there was any evidence that Russia was behind blowing up those pipelines, Sweden would absolutely be sharing all of that information with NATO countries to curry favor. The only reason I can think Sweden would be trying to conceal information about this pipeline leak is if it would somehow endanger their NATO membership
1: and it's a joint investigation with germany and who else? denmark. denmark. interesting. Mm-hmm. yeah, the wild part about this that needs be pointed out is well, i don't really know. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. i i just how does this how does this hurt how how would coordinating with them hurt except uh, unless it is um the only way that this actually hurts having the information out only hurts people if it is an allied partner yeah but if it was russia
2: or if it was even ukraine it, or if it was or, poland the fact that we don't know um keeps it It keeps blame from being placed. It means essentially the Russians can't blame one single country.
1: Do you think, if it were Ukraine, do you think that they would hide it? Absolutely they would. Because the reason why I ask is when Ukraine, like, we know that Ukraine killed that uh, journalist, Dugina. Yeah. Yeah. And no one seems to give a damn about that. So yep. I'm wondering if they, you know what I mean? Ukraine also blew up that bridge. Now I think yep. the thing is because,
2: well, the problem would be those things just affected Russia. Blowing up oh. the Nord Stream pipeline is a direct, is essentially a direct attack on the logistical supply system of Germany.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, you're and Ukraine you're needs
2: right. German weapons. In fact, the theory would be Ukraine probably with the help and probably with the help of the United States CIA. Ukraine blows up the pipeline because now, even if Germany reaches an agreement with Russia for, for natural gas, that gas cannot flow through the Nord Stream pipeline.
0: Hmm.
2: And that means Germany now, it, there, now there's no reason for Germany to negotiate an end of sanctions with Russia. It, re- it reduces that possibility. For the Ukrainians, that's great news because it means Germany will keep sending them money in arms.
1: So who do you think the most likely
2: candidate is? I think the most likely candidate is the United, is somebody under direction of the United States. I just feel it's to get it, get down that deep, to do all that, you need some sort of highly technical apparatus. I think it was being probably one of those things they're trained by the CIA. And then the actual pilot of some remotely operated vehicle was a Ukrainian guy they trained. I think Ukrainian makes the most sense. Because then if they if they ever do get blamed, they can put it on Ukraine and nobody bats an eye because, well, they're at war. I think that's why I think it was Ukrainian. I think they want to keep it a secret as much as they can to not rile up the Germans. But if it ever did get out, the best person for it to have been is a Ukrainian.
1: Yeah. No, that does make a lot of sense. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what comes of that. Not, I mean, obviously... Investigations going on, everything that's happening with Ukraine, more of the bluster that's that's occurring. With you know, we we saw that truck bomb and everything else uh, that's going yep. on, and the the admission that they they killed a journalist, you know, in a country that's supposed to be the greatest democracy ever that banned that made it illegal to be a member of ten of its opposing political parties, has banned any actual independent press. Um, yeah. You know, is basically declaring anybody who goes against the regime is working with Russia and therefore is committing treason, regardless of if they're supportive of Russia or not. Um, But that's what democracy looks like these days, which makes a lot of sense actually coming out of our state department, given how the United States government is treating its own citizens. But Yeah. um, yeah, I mean, let's just Ukraine is yet another third world despot that
2: the United States is supporting as part of a global, great game between it and another world power
1: yeah no and that's that's 100 percent true now the last thing that i'm going to say before we uh kind of hop off for the uh you know uh, for this show is we are going to be doing a special because on the 30th of october that is the sunday it is the day before halloween and alan and i uh. have been itching a lot to get into other things than politics, as some of you have heard uh, throughout you know, different parts of our shows that we've done. But come on, guys, it's the day before Halloween. We've got to do a Halloween show. So oh, yeah. we want to talk about spooky stuff. And what I want is I want you guys to tell us spooky stuff that you think we should talk about. Give us some ideas. You can hit us up on Twitter, on Facebook, or you can send an email to contact at wrongthinkradio.com. If you have a ghost story, send us your ghost story on email. We'll either read it on air or if we get a chance and can figure it out, maybe we'll have you call in and tell the audience yourself. But for the thirtieth of October, oh my goodness! For the thirtieth of, of October, we are one hundred percent going to be doing a show entirely dedicated to Halloween, and we want to know your types of participation in it. We want it. We want you all to be a part of it. So, um, you know, let us know what you think, or if you think that that would be dumb. We're probably not going no, to listen. No, no, because it's not going to be dumb. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And like I said, we're probably not going to listen to you if you think it's stupid. So, but. um It is going to be amazing. And let us know what you guys think. Um, Other than that, that's going to be it. Join us next Sunday at noon, as always, where we'll be live. Or, of course, subscribe to it. And be sure to leave your comments. Let everyone know how awesome it is. Share it with your friends. I'm Aaron from the East Coast. I'm Alan from the West Coast. And this is Wrong Think Radio. We'll see you all next week.